Hello everybody and welcome back to the As Time Film Podcast where we talk about films and other things in nerd culture. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John. G'day, g'day you bloody legends. I can't do the Australian accent. You've got, you've got, um... you've got enthusiasm today. (laughs) And oh boy, will you need it? We have a lot to talk about today. How how are you? We're we're very happy to talk about our meme segment today because it's been a blast. Yeah, we've been been waiting for a few weeks to talk about the boys, Um, but we've got we've got a lot of news here. Okay, so please please don't be casting news because I've been. I've been hearing it weeks after weeks. You know what? I don't think we have any casting news today. Oh. This is actually a, this is actually a good week when it comes to casting news. Yes, this news. is a good week. This um, is a, one of the best weeks in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. Well, well, we'll see about that. So we'll start with something uh, quite quite happy. Um, we have our first look at The Witcher Season 2. So um, Henry Cavill posted some pictures of him as Geralt of Rivia in his new suit. And there were also some other images of um, Ciri, who is now uh, training, it looks like. You watched season one, right? Yeah, and I, well, I know the story of The Witcher and everything. Uh, yeah, so I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this this looks... Did you did you see these pictures? Yeah, I, I'm absolutely excited for season two, actually, because... Um, we obviously we we get to explore more, but I I feel like that we're, um, well if you played CD's Projects game, you know you're in for a treat because you get to see the live adapt- adaptation of the game and books as well. Um, but it's a really good TV show, mm. um, and you know Henry Cavill aced it as The Witcher. Yeah, so. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty interested about season two because they're going to bring in new characters. And, yeah. Um, yeah, me like too. It. It, it, obviously, season one had a very interesting timeline. You know, they, they structured everything and, and they kind of went back and forth throughout time. Mm, um, yeah. And, and it'll be interesting to see this season probably will just have a linear focus considering all the characters at the end of last season converged yeah. into the same place. Yeah, I think it's going to be more focused on The Witcher. Uh, what you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I don't know, I think... I Obviously, I haven't played the games or read the books, so for me, this is all, like, new territory, so I don't I don't yeah, really know where uh, it could go. Yeah, you would need to play the game, man. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I do know that various characters like Siri are, like, different in the books and, and the games, so... Yeah. So yeah. I'm expecting some, you know, new directions for various oh, characters. Got, oh, yeah, we've got Yennefer back, yeah. Yes, Yes. Okay, so uh, next piece of news is an unfortunate uh, delay again. So every, oh, no. everything oh, no. has been delayed this, this week. Um, <coughs> and, and it all starts with June. Is it June or June? Um, it has been delayed to October 1st, 2021. What? So that it was going to come out December 18th, I think, this year. But no, it's been pushed back. One of us decided we're pushing it back to October 1st, 2021. God damn it. <laughs> I was excited for this. Uh, uh, whoever's in charge of doing the dates and everything, please, you you got to understand about cinemas because this week, Cineworld has been clo- uh, closed. Yes, it uh, closed on Friday. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, look, if you, well, Kinect came out, yeah? Did we have any problems? Well, we had lots of delays on that one. But anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's, this all comes from Tenet and, and the fact that it didn't do as well as they wanted it to. Yeah. Because it's so bad. Yeah. It's very... It is really upsetting. Um, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I don't know if they're finished with this yet, if they've done all the CGI and all... Re- I assume they have, considering we were literally, like, two months out. So, who knows? Maybe this extra time will be... Um, will, be benef- will be really beneficial for the show. Yeah. I'm just sad. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It is really, really sad. Um, okay, yeah. okay. So we've got some. We've got some Mandalorian news as well. Um, so this is this is coming from who's going to be writing each of the episode. Um, so John Favreau is going to be writing six of the eight episodes this season. But what's interesting is that. Episode 5 and Episode 7 are both going to be written, so Episode 5 will be written by Dave Filoni, and Episode 7 will be written by Rick Famuyiwa. They both directed se- episodes last season. But what's interesting is that obviously there are all these rumours about various characters from the Clone Wars and Rebels are going to be in Mandalorian Season 2. Um, uh-huh. And with Dave Filoni, who, may, who, who you know had a big role in directing and writing a lot of the Clone Wars and Rebels, if he's writing Episode 5... I wonder, does this mean that episode 5 is going to be the episode where we see, you know, some of these characters from, from Clone Wars and Rebels? What do you think? That's interesting. Very interesting, because what you said, I, I, did, I haven't watched the Clone Wars yet, but, um, yeah, I, I, I can tell that you're pretty excited that you're going to see the returning characters in episode 5, possibly, but, um, yeah, I think that's really interesting to bring out the old characters so mm. yeah 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 i i agree okay um we had a little bit of a break there but we're back on some uh, delays um <laughs> the batman so now the now the um june got pushed up to 1st of october which was the batman's release date the batman has now gone to march 2022 specifically the 4th of march 2022 Yay. Can I just say something? You can say anything. Yes, yes. Whoever thought that they thought, oh, no, it's going to take you to the night I mean, you've made your mark already. You say, yeah, I'm doing it on October 1st. We're doing it. But, oh, no, in March. It's going to feel watching in March. It's going to feel really weird watching in March because... It, whoever we uh, what read the long Halloween, um, it starts on October first. So, mm. yeah, and I thought that'd be pretty interesting to watch it in in October because it's spooky. Ooh. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people did suggest that this would be um, based off the long Halloween. So I like yeah. that. Maybe maybe they were trying to gun for that kind of release date because it had more of an affiliation with the long Halloween. Wait, wouldn't right? So if um, right? So in like um, six months or something, mm-hmm. wouldn't like people find out? Uh, well, the co- ah, what if the COVID vaccination works or the COVID things is lifted or something like that? 
wouldn't the dates will be coming earlier or just staying the same? No, I think I think if I mean we can only hope that this all goes away. If it does, I really don't think that they'll push they'll bring forward release dates unless oh. they have like a load of dead space. Like the Batman has been delayed, but Dune is now coming to the old release date. So if they moved Batman back to October first, where would they put Dune? So I think it's very very difficult um, to to navigate that one. Um, but it's disappointing, obviously. Yeah, very disappointing. Yeah, but but don't worry, we have more delays. Um, so the Flash has also been delayed to November twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there was a whole slew of DC um, delays. Uh, see, the more that the Flash gets delayed, the more worried I am because, like, I very much like. The Flash is really planning some big things, and and I don't want it to be a, a situation where Marvel specifically gets to like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness first, and then like we've got, you know, it takes away kind of like how special it is for DC to go through the multiverse and meet characters and like actors from their previous films. If Marvel does it first, you know, it, I think it loses some of that appeal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I see what you mean. Um, that I'm just worried about that Marvel's going to take over DC again. Yeah. Because DC has so much stuff to uh, upload like onto the uh, on cinema. Yeah. But then uh, uh, Marvel's just like, oh, how about we get... Uh, Spider-Man 3, we'll talk about that. No, yeah, we've got quite a bit of news yeah. from Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3, let's talk about Spider-Man 3. We'll talk about it in a bit, because we have more delays. <laughs> we've, got, we've got so many more delays. Um, okay, so Shazam! <laughs> Fury of the Gods is now delayed to June 2023, which is actually the latest, I think that's the latest superhero film that has a release date. Everything else is in 2022, um, so this is this is like this is three years time. That's that's kind of yeah. mad. Yeah, that's um, mad, mad, mad. <laughs> but um, on a on a bit of a, a, a similar note, Black Adam no longer has a release date, so that oh. doesn't even have a release date anymore. It was going to come out December 2021, but now it's just gone. It's totally just disappeared. Gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's disappeared. No release date for, for Black Adam until they can, you know, until they have um, any idea about when they're going to shoot. I wish we can time travel and stop that coronavirus, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be really helpful, but we've got to live with it, I guess. Um, but some, not exactly a delay, but actually what you were talking about before, The Matrix 4 has been moved up. So, it was going to yeah, come out in yeah. 2022, but now it's coming out in December 2021. No, I think this is good. This is, it's being moved up instead of moved back. So, it was coming out in June 2022, I think, and now it's coming out in December 2021. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you mu- I think moved up was like... No, no. This is, this is a good one. Oh, this is great news. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still haven't seen Matrix 2 or 3. 
So me neither. I can't comment. Not really. Wait, you haven't seen Matrix Two and Three. I haven't seen Matrix Two and Three. We need to watch him. Buddy, watch film. <laughs> Buddy, watch. I wish we could. We can't even go into each other's houses. Still recording this on, yeah. over Skype. Um, but we do have um, the coveted um, Spider-Man news that was promised. Um, so this week we are now getting the news that. Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3, sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home, and Benedict Cumberbatch will shoot it before going straight into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What do you think? They're milking it now. They're, they're oh, they are, they are. They are they, they, they've milked it already, and they just keep on going. There's so much milk. If they actually going to bring someone that, like, J.K. Simmons, we actually know J.K. Simmons in mm. that, but if they bring someone like, um, I don't know, like a really famous um, actor or something, and they somehow said, oh yeah, this is so much better than Flashback. Ah. Uh, no, because, yeah, i just hoping that, right, one, I hope they don't milk it, they actually did a really good storyline, Two, it's not a whiff off of Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse. Or three, they don't have, like, um, Tom Holland as, like, the main thing of the, of the film. Like, mm-hmm. of, the, of the Spider-Mans. And, yeah, but it's just going to be more focused on Tom Holland. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Because, obviously, last week we got the news of Electro is going to be in this film. Jamie Foxx yeah. is Electro, and it's like, so what? Are we doing Spider? Are we doing Spider Verse now? Is this what Doctor Strange is going to do? But then also, at the end of Far From Home, obviously we had the you know the revelation. Spoilers for Far From Home: the um you know the Mysterio reveals Peter Parker's identity as Spider Man um to the public, and it's like in the comics. Doctor Strange. This has happened before, and Spider Man got Doctor Strange to make everyone forget. So really, yeah. Really? So I'm now worried that they're gonna do this, oh. um, and they're gonna. That's such a lame move. Right, exactly, and, and I feel like they're gonna do this and totally ruin all the um, uh, setup. You know what? Okay, so if they didn't do that, uh, well, they are gonna be doing that. But if they do something else, uh, it could bring out like other Spider-Mans to protect uh, Peter Parker's identity. But then somehow Electro comes out the portal, and then boom. Wait. Yeah, there like there oh, are no. definitely Is ways. <laughs> yeah, they could. They, there's ways they could do this, like in a <laughs> Spider Verse way. But we still haven't even got a blooming uh, a a Spider Man film, like an MCU Spider Man film, where it's him swinging through the city of New York, you know, defeating a villain. Like, I yeah. like people will say like, oh yeah, we we had that five times, like with the previous Spider-Man films, but now we've had five times that we've seen Spider-Man outside of New York, you know, Civil War, Homecoming, Far From Home, Infinity War, Endgame, and it's like, whoa there, we should should bring it back, you know? If I actually predicted the Spider-Man 3 film, I'm just going to go to Marvel and say, hire me. (laughs) Yeah. It turns out that John is just psychic and can predict all the films. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I have one. Um, he is the one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not um, less excited yeah. for Spider-Man 3. I just don't these... have any care for Marvel right now. They're just going to go, Hey guys, you know, you know Spider-Man? Look at that distraction intellectual. We got, we got more characters. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah. there, there is some um, Spider- not Spider-Man, Marvel news that might change your mind on that in a little bit. Uh, just a little bit, I, I assume. Um, yeah. But for uh, now, we've got to talk and, yeah, it looks... Oh, yeah, well, that that's not the one I was talking about. We do have that to talk about as well. But before that, um, Soul, Pixar's Soul, their next film, is now going to be put on Disney Plus on the 25th of December. So, um... Why? Why? It was going to go to cinemas a couple of... Uh, like, a week or so before this. Um, but now it's on Disney Plus and... Or will be on Disney Plus. It's not going to... you not You don't have to pay for it like you did with uh, Mulan. But this is this is that's insane. Good. Yeah, that is good. I agree. I think that's at least decent. But, but you can't see it on the big screen where you can cry. I know, like Pixar's films, you know, and especially like if you look at Soul, it looks beautiful. Like it looks like really, really well animated. It looks like you know you're seeing the city of New York really alive, and the and I just don't feel like it. it It'll have the same impact yeah. on, you know, the small screen or even, like, a, a TV. I, I just don't... I just think that they should have wait, waited for it. I get why they didn't, because, you know, they... they yeah, you I know, see what you mean. And all that, but um, still... But still... Why? Yeah, um, I would have I would have indeed liked to well, see... Well, but... What if you can get a project and then boom, you're at the... Big screen, but no, it doesn't have the magic of the loud music and everything. Yeah, like, well, project as someone who does have a projector, they are pretty good. So, like, there, but have there you is had, like, one of those small projectors, but they're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I watch films on my projector at home fairly, fairly frequently. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Fun fact: uh, Tom played. Uh, the the Arkham Origins on the big projector. I did. Uh, it's true. It looked pretty good. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One time I hooked my Xbox 360 up there and I played Minecraft on it, and it was great. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So we've also got. Um, so this is the Marvel news that you know I alluded to just a, a couple of minutes ago. Um, we got our first look at Modok. So the TV show Modok. This is a. Um, this is a, a stop-motion animated film. It's starring Patton... Not not film, show. Starring Patton Oswald. Uh, it looks like to be a comedy. Um, we got And we got some pictures and a couple of clips. Uh, what do you think? Sorry? What do you think about MODOK? Oh, MODOK. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're actually uh, expanding more on MODOK's life in... Wait. What are we talking about? M- Modok, are you playing video games again? <laughs> no, no. Look, look. I'm I'm on the phone. Yeah, not doing I anything. It's okay. I, I, I it's okay. I believe you. Just heard what you said. Something Modok. Right? Modok. You know, is this, is this Marvel, right? Yes, Modok. Right. Okay. Cool. I I thought I was talking about something else. Right? No, uh, no, not not. We're not. I'm not so talking about Matt yeah, Modok. Yeah, get to see more of Modok. Um, because you know when Daredevil cancelled season four, mm, yes, 
season three. We're not talking about Matt oh, Murdock, John. We're talking about Modoc. Murdock. 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 Do you remember I sent you the video yesterday? Oh, Murdock. Oh, 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 that's oh, Murdock. 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 Oh, I'm so deaf. Anyway, yeah, I thought it looked pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, Neil. <laughs> Yeah, laugh oh, at it, laugh at it more. Yeah, come on, come on, laugh at it more. Come on, come on. Okay, go on. Right, so, um, <laughs> yeah, um, it reminded me of um, that animated thing that you showed me with that comedy animated thing, um, Robot something. Robot Chicken? Yeah. Robot yes, chicken. yes. Uh, it reminds me a lot of that, and it looks pretty interesting as well. It's comedic, it's... Uh, and it says it's R-rated, so... Yeah, it looks it looks to be something really fresh and unique, and I think it looks pretty cool. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know where this is going to come onto, but I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, it looks really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's part of anything, though. I don't know if it's meant to be, like, part of the MCU. I doubt it. But, yeah. Um, it, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's new and fresh, and we'll see. We'll see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we will. Um, okay, and now speaking of superhero TV shows, this one. Oh my god, I am so excited for this. So, there has been confirmed on HBO Max that there will be a Green Lantern 10 episode series. Ooh, oh boy, I am... Out. I don't... There, there's no release date, but I am so excited for this. So this has Greg Berlanti attached. Now, he is the executive producer for all the Arrow shows. Um, most recently Stargirl, which is on Amazon Prime, and you should watch it, it's really, really good. Um, and, and also got Mark Guggenheim uh, attached, who's written a lot of Arrow, and, and wrote a lot of Crisis and Infinite Earths. And it's supposed to, um, revolve around Guy Gardner, so, um, he is, um, one of the Green Lanterns, uh, and he's Ginger, just wanted to point that out, as a Ginger myself, I feel represented, um, Jessica Cruz, um, who is a more recent Green Lantern, she's got quite an interesting backstory, um, considering she doesn't have a more typical uh, lantern ring. And uh, Alan Scott, who's yeah. the original Green Lantern, you know, with the cape and everything, he's like the original one. And there were also mentions of people like Kilowog and Sinestro. So they're not going the, down the direct Hal Jordan route that, that, that they did in the, sh- in the film or anything like that. But, oh, I'm so excited for this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty excited as well. Um... At least we'll get, like, a, a proper HBO uh, TV show that is, like, uh, high-budget. Um, and we know that HBO Max is um, loving uh, more on DC. And, you know, we already know that they're going to uh, release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and, yeah. I think they're going to smash it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they're, they're doing some really interesting things. There have been rumours that Batfleck's going to get his own show. There's rumours that Brandon Ralph, Superman, is going to get his own show. And then a lot of people want a Black Canary show. Uh, Black Canary from um, Birds of oh, Prey. Yeah, Black Canary, I know. And this, is, this all sounds so cool. Really interesting stuff. Stuff that, you know, I wouldn't really expect. And, you know, same with Marvel doing their Disney Plus stuff. It, it's really interesting to see on, you know... Uh, this crossover between TV and film. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, 
uh, speaking of HBO, I'm very, very excited for Snyder Cut. And yeah, oh, oh, yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm still worried about how we're going to get that over here in England, but um, I uh, have, I have faith in them. I have faith in them. Uh, I, yeah, I hope we just get the same time as them because it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, no, it would be like after all this time, I would literally just cry. Um, yeah. <laughs> America. Uh, you get it first. Now England's gonna get it in July. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we do have um, the announced cast for a new Resident Evil film. Um, yes. Yes. New Resident Evil. You played any uh, of the games? Seen any of the other films? Sorry. Have you seen any of the other films or played any of the games? Uh, well, but I I I know the games. Um, I. Never, I never seen the films, but I really know the games because the games are like the original mm. um, thing. Well, like, you know, like you played it, uh, but I played the demo to Resident Evil to the new game that came out twenty eighteen. Yes. No, twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You mean. And um, yeah, I I played it and it looked really fun. Mm. Yeah. So um, I, I was just uh, going to get the game. Later, sometime, but um, I'm just too old. I'm just too focused on uh, a game right now. But yeah, Dark uh, Souls, and, right? And also, Tom recommended this game, so I have to play that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you've had um, you've but, had uh, uh, Batman Telltale for three weeks now. <laughs> three weeks. Anyway, anyway <laughs> Resident Evil. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just hoping that they're not going to do the weird thing they've done with the movies because the movies look a bit. Yeah, the movies aren't don't have the best reputation, but we have okay. So here are the <clears throat> excuse me. Here are the here are the six um, people we have attached. So we have Kea Scodelario. I know that name. She's she's been in things. She was in the Maze Runner. She was in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. She was oh, in yeah. Skins. Yeah, she's 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 a decent actress. Um, Hannah John Carmen, who was in both Re- uh, Ready Player One and Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Robbie Amell, uh, who is Stephen Amell's uh, cousin, he was in Arrow. Um, Tom Hopper, who was in Doctor Who and Merlin, and very recently in the Umbrella Academy. Um, Avon Jogia, I think is how you say his name. I don't know anything that he's been in. Um, uh, and then and then Neil McDonough, who was in Arrow as well, and pops up here and there. He was in um, Captain America: First Avenger, and also in Sonic the Hedgehog. So a decent cast, um, all well able actors. That's really good. Yeah, so looks interesting. Um, okay, next, so I've got some a bit more Marvel news for you. Now, this is the thing that makes me really, really excited. So, Natalie Portman, obviously, is playing Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor in upcoming oh, Thor: yeah. Love and Thunder. I'm, and she yeah. was in an interview, and she did confirm that they are gonna do. And this makes me so, so very happy that they are gonna do. The the, the, uh, the cancer storyline. Graphic novel. Yes, from from the comic books, they're going to do the the cancer storyline for the character, and this makes me so happy. Like because ah oh, that 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 is really good because I read the three comics uh, about uh, the Mighty Thor, and yeah, I thought that was a, a touching story about um, like um, we all know J- Jane Foster, but then uh, she gets cancer, but then oh, I didn't uh, I didn't know you'd read them. Sorry? I didn't know you read them. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've got the issues in, in up in the graphic novel uh, section. Oh, um, very nice. 
Yes. So, and yeah, it's a very touching story because, um, like, she's got cancer at one bit, but then she becomes uh, Thor, and it's just kind of said about, like, we don't know about um, superheroes in this personal life, mm. and uh, you see them as strong, powerful, but then they're getting weak and, uh, and dying. But, yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm that's something... Yeah, that's something I was really worried about because, you know, obviously in the comics, it's a big thing that, you know, to become Thor, she has to sacrifice, you know, all the chemotherapy that she's undergone. So it's it's definitely a big, you know, factor of, of her kind of role in the in the comic books. And, and But obviously there's also a lot more background, you know, to that, you know, re- regarding her identity and stuff in the, in the comics. Um, yeah. I've read... I've read four of the Mighty Thor graphic novels, and I've got three left. But I do know what happens at the end. I won't spoil it for anyone. Yeah. But, um, I, I wonder... Do you recommend it? Hell yeah. Oh my god, they are like some of the best Marvel comics oh. I've read in a long time. Um, Another Marvel comic that I recommend, um, Spider-Man Life Story. Yes, yeah. I need. To, I really want to get that. Um, but I've got, I've got some other things to read first, and some things that are higher up on my... List of graphic novels to to write, but I wonder I wonder how how far they'll go with this. See, I didn't think they'd do it. You know, they didn't do they did they haven't done you know Peter Parker as a struggling poor man. You know, in the MCU, they didn't do they didn't do Iron Man or Tony Stark as a drunk um, you know billionaire you know who sleeps around a lot. Uh, I mean, they almost did in Iron Man too, but um, yeah. So I feel like they you know they have skated around some certain things. You know they made they made quite a few jokes out of Thor's depression in Endgame, and I, this is really interesting because you know they're actually going down this really dark route, and I, I yeah I'm just interested to see how how they're gonna deal with it and how far they will go because you know it is after all films aimed towards kids. Yeah. 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 I'm just hoping that they'll take the dark elements. Mm. Um, and trying to put it into use about why superheroes are uh, special to all of us, and uh, and uh, yeah, it just shows that we need some. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we we have some um, various uh, James Bond news. Um, uh, okay, so um, this ob- is pain. Obviously. <laughs> Last week, um, James Bond, uh, No Time to Die was delayed until April. Um, very sad. Um, but um, there are actually rumours that Daniel Craig does want to come back for another James Bond film, which is what? which is really weird because what? you know obviously he, you know this, he's obviously said what? that he was done after Spectre. And now it seems like this would be his last one. But no, it seems like he wants to do another one. And what's more is that the producers of the Wait. James Bond films want um, Kerry Fukunaga, I think is how you say her name, Fukunaga, um, who, who, um, who has just directed No Time to Die. They want him to do the next Bond film. So it seems like they have a lot of um, you know, faith in, in, in him. You know, to make a better Bond film. You, you, you're kidding me, right? Because in the past, we know, we all know that James Bond said, no, Daniel Craig said that he wanted he rather do, uh, he rather uh, slit his wrists, yeah, than doing the James Bond. Yeah, films. that is honestly mad. 
So, I, I I have no words to say. Yeah, that that's that's that is really strange. I honestly don't know what the deal is, but is it money or does he actually enjoy it? It probably is money, to be honest. If um, it isn't money, then that is super strange. Yeah. Uh, Strangest thing of twenty twenty. <laughs> that is that's a bold claim there. Um, but yeah, we also have some Star Wars news. Um, Kenobi, so Ewan McGregor uh, has confirmed, uh, he was on the Graham Norton show this last week, and he confirmed that Kenobi will start filming in March 2021. So it seems like they're going ahead with filming for that. You know, they don't have a solid release date just yet, but he's confirmed it's beginning filming, which is great, which means that come March, maybe maybe February or April, we'll get some we'll get some of our first pitches our first information about the show i'm super excited for it what do you think yeah i'm actually excited for the kenobi uh, series um because uh, we all know we, we all love you mcgregor as general kenobi we do we do he's he's the best he is the best he is the best well, yeah, yeah, I always I always like to see, you know, more areas of Star Wars explored. Um, and while I do think that, you know, the time period between episode two and, you know, episode three and four have been done to death, I'm always happy to see more of Ewan as, as Obi-Wan, so I have no complaints yeah. there. Um, moving on, we have, we, we have more Spider-Man 3 news. I'm sorry, John, I lied to you. There's more, more, there's more Spider-Man more. 3 news. Um, more. It's rumoured... Now, this is only a rumour, so this isn't confirmed in the same way that Doctor Strange is, but it's rumoured that Marvel are looking for Venom to be in Spider-Man 3. You heard it, you heard it here first, folks. Um, Venom could be in Spider-Man 3. Are you kidding me? John, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. What? John. What? God damn it. This is... Not fun. What was that? I don't even want to know. That isn't... Yeah, this isn't... I don't even know what they would do with... In a film that already has Doctor Strange and an Electro, maybe the Sinister Six. You know, there are rumours the Sinister Six are going to be in it. There are rumours that Dane DeHaan is going to come back as the Green Goblin and that Kirsten Dunst will come back as Mary Jane. In all these things that are going to go Spider-Verse, you're then going to put Venom in it. That just sounds very, very, very strange. Yeah. Yep. Well, at least Venom's on Netflix in the UK here, so uh, <laughs> you can you can enjoy it. You can in- have a lovely uh, watch of Venom. Uh, it's pure cinema. It is. Martin Scorsese would call it cinema. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, I think that's it for the uh, news. So, oh, thank God. Let's get let's get into our blooming um, the boys main segment. We're going to talk about the boys season two. Now, welcome to the main section. The boys. We're going to talk about the boys. We're going to talk about the boys. I am. We've been waiting to talk about the boys for a long oh, I'm time. I'm very excited to talk about this. I'm very excited. Yes, me too. Me too. Um, We've got quite a few things to to, to go over. So, um, first of all, what are your overall impressions of the season? I I I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, because it's one of the best uh, 
TV shows I've seen, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's well, I'm a bit of a middle. If it's, if it, is it better than the first one? Is it, the, is it better than the first season, or is it worse than the second season? I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm not too sure, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a, I, the thing that I really like that it, it's more focused in drama a bit more a bit like a bit more like a bit like a thriller but then uh yeah season one was a bit more um focused on violence as much like what are these supers supers are like or they're being really uh evil and uh yeah and second season just follows that in a different way but i really like it and and there's a lot more um comedy a bit more um bit more style to it um yeah i i just and there was really good characters um and then again i just really loved um anthony stars uh as homelander he's just really scary um yeah uh and yeah and just oh the music i really like the music uh they introduced me new music into this uh season so and we get to explore um which is past and uh, yeah, and yeah. the bow. Oh, oh, the bow at the end of the season finale. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's, so so we should probably say that this is going to be spoilers. Um, or yeah. actually, spoiler <laughs> um, Yeah, I think I agree. Um, all right, I would. Yeah, I definitely liked it. I will say that I don't like it quite as much as season one, only because. Season one was like this revelation, and it was very fresh and and new. I don't think season two adds a whole lot more to the playing field. Not that it doesn't add anything; it's just not quite as um, as much of of a revelation yeah, as I feel like season one was. However, um, I really enjoyed this season. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you. I think there are a lot of um, great great yeah, there were things that I enjoyed. Uh, especially, um, uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, I just really loved it. Um, and what did I tell you about episode seven? Uh, I told you <laughs> it's mind blowing. <laughs> oh, is that uh, is that a reference to the court? Yeah, yeah. That, I've been saying it all week okay. to you. <laughs> like, oh, I only watched it on Friday. Um, oh, well, oh, well. but, but yeah, I think you know. I mean, let's. I mean, let's talk about the characters. I think you're right. right. I think. Let's, let's I, I, I think. I think you're right. Anthony Starr is really pretty terrifying sometimes um, as Homelander. Yeah, he's way more terrifying than season one. Yeah, I agree. You, yeah, you get to see like uh, that. There's a Nazi um, uh, in Bart, mm. and yeah, it's and he's not exactly wrapped around you know the finger. Uh, you know the fingers of. Um, the woman from season one, whose name I can't remember, um, but I just, oh. I just want to point. Uh, Raina? Maybe you know the girl whose um, breast milk he drinks. Fresca. The 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 guy the guy the Homelander the girl who 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 was like the the um. She was at, she was a high up in Vought, you know, and he drinks her breast milk. Oh. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Stuart, Madeline Stuart. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Madeline, that's right. Um, I just want to point out, in season two, whenever he drinks milk, 
My God. That's not... It's, it's so different because... Um, oh, it's just... It's weird to watch drinking milk. It's some of the best acting, like, I've ever seen. Like, the way that, like, he kind of uses his tongue. It is insane. It is insane. I never thought I'd be talking on the podcast or anything about how how incredible the milk was. But, dude... <laughs> Dude, no, the milk should earn an Oscar. The, the, the milk deserves an Oscar. Give Anthony Starr an Oscar just for the milk drinking. Yeah, um, it, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and we get to see like a soft version of Butcher in this season that I really liked. Um, yeah. Um, oh, we we've seen him last season like um, a big, uh, arrogant and um, powerful guy, but then you get to see him like a. A sad version of him when you get to see his wife. Um, uh, this is the spoiler section, by the way. Um, is it see his wife, uh, and you see her die at the season finale, and that's just quite painful because you feel um, feel so sad for a character that who is an asshole. But um, yeah, it's it's a very powerful moment that scene. And yeah, I agree. And you, you get to see more Butcher's family, uh, like his father, who terribly um, raised him. Um, yes, that's um, John Noble, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in um, Lord of the Rings, of course. Yeah, <laughs> they're both in it. Um, um, yeah, of, oh yeah, Carl of Irvin. course. Um, Carl Urban is Aemir, of course. How did I forget yeah. that? I, and I completely forgot that Carl Urban was in um, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and, and he's he's in Judge Dredd as well. Yeah. And Star and, Trek. I was about to say it, but okay. Ah, I got that um, first. Um, um, Star Trek. Yeah, I, I completely forgot who he was in his music. Because he, yeah, he's, he's in everything. He's such a good actor. It, because he's got a massive beard, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he really is like in everything. And he, he's got a lot of range, yeah. um, I'd say. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. He's got a low range. Even though he, uh, he, he does tend to play very similar more. characters. And then we get to see more of um, the Kamiko and Frenchy relationship. Yeah, I like uh, that. I, I really, I really enjoyed that because um, you know I enjoyed that he was just trying to be a friend to her. Yeah, you know? like I, I, I thought that was sweet. Yeah, like you might sweet. think like in certain certain scenes that he might be trying to pursue a relationship. Um, yeah. But no, you know, it's just this really pure friendship that, 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 yeah, that um, the two have. Yeah, I like how um, they don't like the sign language, but the sign language versions were um, that her version, Kamiko's version of it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I really like it because it's just like um, showing more character development a bit more uh, closer than before. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, I mean... This doesn't just go for Kamiko, but for every, for a lot of people, I enjoyed seeing how they react and interact with um, Stormfront. Yeah. And then obviously how that comes to a head in the final episode where they beat the oh. living shit out of her. Oh. Um, that was really crazy. satisfying. Oh. Uh, in the comics, from fact, um, I, I, I think none of you are going to read the comics, but in the comics... Yeah, I doubt um, I will. Uh, male version of Stormfront, yeah, that was in, he was in this, yeah. uh, only for one novel, one graphic novel, uh-huh. and he, um, and he got absolutely shit on. Yeah. Well, was he also a Nazi? Yeah. Well, uh, good then. 
Yeah, what this this one was more. Uh, it's got Frenchie, Butcher, uh, um, MM, uh, not the female, um, but and another one. Um, it, he he was in episode seven. Uh, he was Russian, uh, by the way, uh, and his name Sausage. Uh, Lover sausage, sausage, sausage lover, but the one what? that had a really weird um, penis. But um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in it. Nice. And and then they beaten out out of there. And this one was symbolizing like uh, you know when um, World War Two when Germany got defeated and and Germany got absolutely destroyed. So um, yeah, that was representing that. But oh, Huey, okay. Huey was in this comic bit. Uh, but he's Scottish. He had to do nothing with it. So, yeah. Oh. In the comics, Huey looked like Simon Pegg shaved uh, his head. But yeah. Oh, so Simon Pegg from Hot Fuzz, basically. Yeah. So nice. Simon Pegg was supposed to be Huey in The Boys, but um, yeah, got a younger version of it. Yeah, they, so, they gave yeah. it to um, Dennis Quaid's son, Jack. Quaid. I think he's great. I think he's very down to earth and a very likable yeah. character. Yeah, he's he's a very nice person. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he he's very knowledgeable about uh, superheroes. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I enjoy his music sense. Oh yeah, the music sense. Yeah, um, there's a lot of good music, as you said in the show. Um, I really I really all... enjoyed the um, the final kind of. Uh, montage at the end of episode 8 to God Only Knows um, I mean not only is that a great song not only is it in Love Actually but um, yeah I really enjoyed how they wrapped up the season um, you know uh, you know MM goes home and and you know uh, Frenchie and Kimiko have you know their dance and and uh, they set up some stuff for the future of the show but yeah, it is I don't think I don't necessarily want a season 3 um, I don't necessarily want a season three. I think if it ended here, I'd be more than happy. Um, um, because you well, know, it, it ends. I, I think it's going st- to end in season three. That's my prediction. That's it, it's going to end in season three because um, we will get to see a, mo- uh, a really lot more darker side of Homelander. A really, really dark side. I assume so. I mean, at, at the end when he's you know jerking off and in Black the sky. Noir. I think Black Noir is going to go all out in uh in the seven like i feel like he's gonna betray Maeve. well i don't i honestly don't know what they what that what they want to do with black noir i mean the, it seemed like they were setting him up as some sort of giving him some sort of arc you know there was that scene where he was crying be, uh, when, he plan. when he found out about compound v there was a scene where he was crying and i yeah. thought there was oh, going to be a lot more yeah. to his character but it doesn't really seem so i mean yeah. in episode um, seven. He just kind of, it's just kind strong. of just just dealt with with an almond joy. So almond joy. That's an actual fruit. Um, no, sorry, fruit. An actual. Yes, almond joy. The best fruits. Yeah, my favorite we're fruit. We're not sponsored by almond joys, but they are not fruit. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say fruit because <laughs> there's a lot of things called fruit for us. But anyway, you fool. Yes. Anyway, uh, and then we get to see more um, more different sides to the seven because 
we get to see A-Train, who got kicked out in the seven, but returned back into it by the church collective. Yeah, the, the church deep, was an interesting deep, one. Um, the Deep having a midlife crisis and didn't know what to do. Yeah, I'm not sure I really... I'm not sure I'd care about Deep. I mean... Yeah, I don't care about like, him. Like, I, th- I feel, I feel like... To see him that he was just absolutely confused about, like, that, you know, that head popping scene, like, oh, my head's safe. Right, yeah, I feel, I feel like he was just there because he was in season one. I honestly don't feel like he really had much of a, um, a role in the show. Um, yeah, I see in season, I mean, yeah. in season two, I don't think, like, you know, honestly, I think they could have just removed his character and well, not I, much of a change for me. Um, that the boys didn't want, uh, but the, uh, the, 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 um, the people that didn't want the deep to be left out. Well, he is going to be left out anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll see how this goes. And, uh, I'm just hoping that the deep will have a bit more of a redemption arc in season three. Maybe? Yeah, well, I hope he gets something to do. Like when he had the whole scene where he, you know, he chased the boys um, with the whale. Yeah, with the whale. I thought that was quite a a, a, a fun scene. Um, but you know, I would have quite liked to see more <laughs> uh, of the him. One scene that maybe yeah after a few seconds maybe um when the um when the seven uh, got to um the deep black the was like trying to um say goodbye to the whale i think it was like really shocked about it yeah yeah that was funny and and black Noir, we did get we did kind of see a bit more of him but the the uh, the, the boys uh, tv producers and the storyline they were like oh you could see more but so we just got a bit more, a little bit more screen time, but um, yeah, yeah, not, I thought it, not it, overly. Um, um, was that episode three or four with the whale? Three. Right, I think that was the episode that really had a kind of a paradigm shift because I think until that point, you know, they kind of presented Stormfront as this kind of you know edgy pretty cool hero but then when yeah. she goes on her kind of killing spree at the end of the episode yeah where that, she that was a very very good um twist right there yeah um, like showing her as like a proper racist and you know doing horrible things to to innocent people you know yeah. I, I thought that was the pretty much the perfect I, I way that was very satisfying in the end oh, yeah the the end really really brought that back and you know made sure that she got her comeuppance um, and I, I thought her death scene, like, where she's all burnt and, like, on the floor and she's, like, and she's speaking in German, I thought that was a really, really um, fitting end for the character. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing else that she can say other than just, yeah. you know. Yeah, but um, I do think that's the last time we see her because I think they're going to use that body for something else. Oh, yeah? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, because there's obviously... Is it is it Soldier Boy? Um, oh, Soldier Boy <laughs> for season three, uh, yeah, uh, played by Jensen Eccles, and I think that he's going to be more of a villain as well. Yeah. So, with, um, with, uh, I I I really want to see. Well, we did see like Stormfront, like a bit like a secret um, Nazi in this one, but I really want like uh, like Soldier Boy uh, in this one to be a bit more, you know, um, problematic, and everyone sees a bit like bought as um, a bit um, going after whales a bit so um, yeah it's kind of mad that Vought you know got away 
with... Um, well, I don't think they got away with it, but they managed to, you know, hide a lot of their wrongdoings and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty evil corporation right there. But um, but the thing is that... Um, right. So this, the clever thing about this, um, there was a character, um, the senator, I think. Uh, what was her name? Victoria? I think, yeah, Victoria. So she... Is she the head blower one? Yeah, she's she um that th- th- this was a great plot twist um that she was the the um the head explosion person who did the thing and it all it it made all uh, make sense uh, especially in episode seven uh and and here's the thing so every time when Bort gets um you know a bit fine about uh, about their sec- uh, someone finds about their secrets someone heads explodes you know like in uh. When Raina heads explodes, she was talking about there was a coop uh, in Fort, and then yeah. um, uh, in episode seven, uh, the head explosion. I actually thought it was Cindy in uh, episode six. She she, she um, escaped, yeah. but that's a really good uh, twist because there was a character called Vic the Beak uh, who was exactly like uh, Victoria. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad they explored. Uh, they picked out the characters from the comics, um, and also there's like little hints of her being a soup. So um, yeah, I I, really, I like that, and um, yeah, and and she the weird thing that she's trying to go against Bort, but secretly she's for Bort. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think is I think you know Bort's a an interesting, you know, a force to take down because after everything, you know, like, eight episodes of the season, you know, the, the characters didn't make a lot of leeway. They didn't really affect a lot of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and the, um, that Starlight and Huey um, wanted Compound, Compound B to be uh, out in press um i think that was that was intentional because no one had exploded and they want all the war always wanted their stock prices to be high so mm. yeah 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 I, I know what you mean yeah and and we um what was his name uh he played as edgar edgar uh, edgar do you know the boss but oh um giancarlo esposito yeah um Brilliant as normal. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a good choice uh, in the role. Uh, he plays you know a very similar character to who he does in in Breaking Bad. Um, and yeah, you know if uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know he, he he's good. So. He's good. He's good. He's good. Um, uh, who else? I, I I really like the storyline uh, of the the boys. And oh, can I just say about the jokes? Uh, poking up uh, Marvel and. Uh, and uh, the just yeah, you know, the just um, right. stuff. Yeah, know, I agree. Good. I think there there are some really really funny moments concerning that, and you know, pretty topical. I, I really enjoyed all the um, all the stuff concerning you know the filming of the shows, like A Train, like not the shows, the films. You know, like when A Train was like he said his emotional goodbye, and then. Um, it, tra- it it was a trash monologue, but uh, yeah, exactly, and and then it was it wasn't even Homelander there. I think you know that all those ways are like you know really like 
nice and subtle ways, and in some cases not subtle ways of, you know, yeah. showing you know reflections of of how um, they have done it and will do it in in the industry of comic book films. Yeah, and yeah, it's really funny to see how superheroes. Uh, going to uh, make their own films mm. and, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, expo- the exploitation of that I really enjoyed um, or it was really interesting to see you know the further exploitation yeah, specifically with was, uh, specifically with Maeve um, you know the way that they jump yeah. the way that they jump on her sexuality um, yeah and we're um, like oh yeah we're going to make this whole campaign around you know you know your your um, gay. yeah exactly you coming out it's like Oh yeah, we've got all this stuff about you being like uh, out and proud, and it's like, well, this is well, this, this not fun that, to watch. It looks like that. This was like Homelander's plan all along, trying to show us Maeve as um, as a homosexual, uh, well, as gay, um, and and it's this is how um, Culling uh, Homelander is trying to uh, manipulate people and uh, trying to um, control and. And it's pretty scary um, as a character because um, in, in, in TV show, people see him as like a huge national uh, hero who saved um, people, but he's a he's a very evil. Yeah, he, he kind of becomes a sort of a figure of controversy in this season. And I really enjoyed the scene where he, um, you know, he, he kills that whole crowd of people. Yeah, in and, his imagination. Yeah, in his imagination. And and, and 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 that was like a real like, yeah, yeah, they would totally do that. You know? Yeah. I think they're going to do that in season three. Homelander's going to go, definitely going off the rails. Yeah, well, you know, the ending of the season with him oh, jerking off in oh. the sky. He's definitely, um, you know. Yeah. He still He still feels like he wants that control. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I thought uh, Anthony Starr, um, at, at the end of season, um, was very, very scary. He had that, you know, that, you know, that, um, he's completely lost his mind. Yeah. And he's just laughing and just, it reminds me like, a bit like a, a bit like the Joker, a bit like Evil Superman, a bit like, you know, all those mixed together and... Yeah, he and definitely has elements too. of all of them. You know, all intertwined within his uh, kind of personality. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just really, really hoping to see more of that in season three. Um, yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, the music. Uh, the music's uh, improved a lot because we get to see, uh, you know, like the background to music to the characters and like um, Huey. We found out that why Huey loves uh, Billy Joel. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. You know, yeah. uh, that that, that small little great, bit yeah. of you know character growth, character depth. Um, yeah. I would like a bit more of an orchestral score, though. They have like a bit of a score, like a bit of like a little a light motif for the seven, but nothing really jumps out at me as being like a proper um, like really good score. Like some shows can have like really really good um, like instrumentals sometimes so you know i just like to see more of that you know what i mean yeah and um yeah we get to see um yeah um there's a lot of uh, bit of redemption arcs in this film, uh, in this tv show i think like lamplighter oh we haven't talked about lamplighter lamplighter oh. was just such a surprise seeing sean ashmore playing like 
a pyro type character after he played yeah. Iceman in uh, the X Men films. That was just really cool casting, just really fun little nod. Yeah, I, I thought that was really um, a good idea to do that. Um, yeah, so Lamplighter, I thought Lamplighter was really funny in this one um, because um, because of the um, the uh, like he was working for Sage Group. But the thing is that they've done is trying to make uh, sorry for the uh, character, but yeah, it's just funny how like oh no. You, I want you to try and stop me, but um, yeah. Um, but there's a bit of redemption arc in. There was a huge redemption arc for Lamplighter in episode seven, where he's trying to sacrifice himself for um, that as well. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't call that a, a, a sacrifice. I think that was more like him just being totally done with it. I don't think that was really like any kind of redemption, but. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, something else. Something else. I don't know, but kind of remind me that anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, my theory on Lamplighter is that he's going to um, be brought back in season three. Um, you know, they haven't talked um, that the seven hasn't talked about uh, a dead body. Wait, what? In, wait, when? They haven't, they haven't talked about about a dead body in the seven that room. Oh, right, okay, so you think they're covering... Well, they might just be covering it up, um, but... that's really? that Yeah, well, that is interesting, because, you know... Yeah. Uh, you've got... I'm, you've got... That, that'll definitely make some rising tension between Maeve and Black Noir. Yeah, and maybe uh, they're going to use, like, old um, characters uh, who got killed, uh, like, uh, to try and stop um, uh, maybe Homelander or... Um, like when the the people go a bit rogue in the seven, so maybe they're going to use the old characters to try and stop them. So can that's do, what I think. Can uh, they do that though? Like I'm not sure if they've done if they can, you know, reanimate people from the dead. Especially like in the case of Lamplighter and Stormfront, they're both. You good? Yeah, you're, you're breaking up a lot. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. um yeah. In the case of Stormfront and Lamplighter, their bodies are trivial to a crisp, so I don't really know how they're going to, you know, then go and bring them back. Maybe. But, um, yeah, that's my theory. Um, uh, yeah, and, um, what else? Um, there's a lot, um, oof. Oh, we, we kind of see, um, a bit of, um, uh, love between Becca and, uh, Butcher. And see, they kind of see that background, and and show that that um that there's really good moments in the TV show that are really happy, and you know like the, oh I love the scene when um Huey and um Annie were singing uh we didn't start the fire and yeah that was like that, that is that was like the happiest moment of the series that is impressive, like there are a lot of words in that blooming song. There's a lot to remember, so well done them. Yeah, and I really love that. Um, yeah, it's just it it it, sh- it brings out the happiness, and there's a lot of dark things in the uh, in the TV show. So yeah, I like that. I agree. Um, uh, anything else to say on the boys before we wrap up? Uh, that's it, really. Uh, but the one thing that I really like um, is that <laughs> uh, that Black Noir's got a lot of dialogue. You know, he's he's a very um, Amazing actor, don't you agree? 
Oh yeah, he's definitely yeah. the. You know, he he's got so much like amazing speeches. And he's got so he's got so much range. I mean, <laughs> does anyone shut him up? Uh, I mean, um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they've done with Black Noir, but um, yeah, that that's. I, I I hope he does better speeches in season three. So yeah. yeah, that's one that you know I'm interested to see the the um, the development of. All right, okay, so um, that's uh, that's that our folks for the uh, boys is to bot. Before we wrap it up, what do we rate it out of? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's a good question. It's a right. question. I'll go first because I've been loving this TV show for weeks and weeks. Um, so I would give it an eight or a nine, um, but mainly an eight because um, it's a really, really good TV show. But there were some uh, problems, um, but I can't remember because there was so many good stuff. But I maybe I'm maybe it's a nine, but I'm not too sure. But yeah, I would just give it on either one of them. What do you think, Tom? I think I think I agree. I think I say eight, um, just because yeah, you know, like it's very good, but it doesn't have the um, it doesn't add a lot to the to the game. Uh, yeah, I, I see which, what you mean. Which yeah. isn't which isn't necessarily a bad thing, just in my own yeah. personal preference. Yeah. Um, and and also there's yeah. the the fact that quite a couple of characters feel like they're just there out of necessi- necessity and not because yeah. they actually have like a real role in this in the story. Yeah, and um, and usually with um with um with, I wish there was like more um you know, there's like some smart moves in um in the boys you know like they of like uh, ingenuity you know like when people get smart and they thought ha got you now so. Yeah, a bit like um, something like that, um, and something shocking at the end of season finale. But no, I I thought you enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it if you got Amazon Prime. Yeah, me too. I I think you know it's it's one of those shows that I mean only sixteen episodes across the two seasons, so you know take a day watch it. I think it's it's and, it's worth it. Yeah, if you're into uh, superheroes. Um, but this is this is much darker uh, type um, superhero. But yeah, this isn't this isn't your granddad superheroes. This is not your Marvel or DC. No, this is much different. Much darker, but yeah, yeah, we, it, it, we totally we totally recommend it. Yeah, it, it's just like Watchmen. If if all the characters were just assholes, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it was yeah. obviously if it was in the modern day as well. Uh, I recommend watching in TV shows as well. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, um, Watchmen's much better, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's to... let's talk about our weekly viewing segment. No. What have you watched this Mate, week? I was trying to say me, but okay, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the weekly segment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to try and beat that. I think that you've peaked as a human being. Um, <laughs> so... What have I been watching this week? It's a good question. Um, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. Um, okay, so uh, I went to the cinema on Thursday for the final day that it was on, and uh, I watched Akira, which is uh, <laughs> what Akira? Akira. The, the anime film. Yes. Oh, I wanted to see that. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, 
Yeah, it was, so it, it wasn't dubbed, which I was very happy about. I watched it on a really, I watched it on the super screen, so it was a bit difficult at first to read the subtitles and then look up at the screen, because it was such a big screen, but I really enjoyed it. It had loads of style, and it, just like, in, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to The Boys, in a way that, like, um, there's this kind of corporate uh, exploitation of people with, with special abilities, and that was interesting parallels, especially having just watched The Boys, um... But, yeah, I, it was really cool, and uh, the characters were likeable, and there's a lot going on, but it wasn't necessarily difficult to follow. The only thing I would say is that there were some weird editing choices, like sometimes it will cut to something really randomly without some sort of reaction shot from a character, or the ending went a bit too explicit. Like, the idea is, is that, that this force is taking over someone, but then they literally make it, like, properly take over in more of an explicit way, Um but other than that, I think it's great, and it's one of those things that has so much, you know, style to it that, you know, it's something that's like, I would definitely watch again, and I'd watch something else from that universe. I don't know if there is anything else from the universe, but, you know, it's the kind of thing that I'd like to get, like, artwork of and stuff like that, because it's just got, it's got so much style. Uh, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, and uh, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I actually don't know where it's on, but uh, get it on Blu-ray or something, it's, I think it's worth it. Uh, I hope it's on uh, other cinemas um, as well because they're being. Um, well, it was at the cinemas, but the cin but you know I don't know if they're on them anymore because most of them are, are closed. Um, what about you? What have you watched? Um, okay, what have I been watching? Uh, so uh, I've watched um, City of God finally. Yes, you uh, did. You finished City of God. Yes, I I I. I enjoyed it. Um, it was a Good. very different foreign film because usually when you watch foreign films, they're mainly in Europe uh, or in uh, in Asia as well. But this one's a Brazilian film, mm -hmm. and this really surprised me uh, because there's a lot of um, we get to see a bit more of the culture of Brazil and a bit of like the danger uh, of it uh, of City of God. And I really like the characters um, that they don't have a real name or some. Um, and it kind of like reflects on the actual thing in City of God, like different clans, and and this was a base uh, based on a true story, which is totally crazy, and um, and there was really good um, moments that I really liked, um, and yeah, I just really um, like the characters, and they were likable, unlikable, and um, and they acted really well, but um, I. I've heard about a documentary that some people um, got their money off in making the City of God film. But, um, yeah, I just really liked the art style of it. And, yeah, I totally recommend it. Um, maybe it's a 9 or a 10, I think. Um, yeah, I recommend it. I'm not sure it's on Amazon Prime or... Um, Netflix, but watch it on Blu-ray. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I love that film. Um, okay, so I also, at the cinema, I, before it closed, so on Monday, um, I went to an unlimited screening where I watched Saint Maud, um, which is uh, a new horror film um, about uh, this uh, nurse who is um, who is a... Uh, she's either Catholic or Christian, I'm not sure, but she's she's very religious, and there's this whole, um, you know, it, it makes a lot of comments about, you know, the, the how, how uh, 
yeah. how, how close Absolutely. how close people are to religion and how um, how dangerous it is in this kind of um, setting. Uh, and it's one of those horrors that's like, I'm not a giant fan of horror. Um, I always think that, that horrors, you know, are either like really solid or, you know, just fine. And this was a, this was kind of in the middle. So I liken it to Hereditary where it had a lot of, it had a lot of great things to say and it really did it really subtly and really cool. And then the end, it decided, let's go and let's make this very, very clear for the audience We've hinted at it, we've made it subtle, but let's explicitly show the audience. And I feel like, it did this in Hereditary too, and I feel like it's the same thing in Saint Maud. It just, it falls apart after this. You know, it decides to go all out with itself, and I think it, it works much better, um, you know, when, it, when it's being subtle. I don't think the ending was completely, um, you know, I don't think it ruined it, but I just think that it did, it, you know, it kind of took away from some of the, you know, things of the film. Um, I also felt like some of the characters' choices felt a bit aimless, and I, I couldn't really see what, like, where the motivations were. But other than that, you know, I thought it was a solid little horror film, and it's really getting a lot of praise, um, and I do get that praise. And I just, yeah, it, it's it's the first ever film of the, the director who made it, and I thought, um, and I just thought it was really impressive for someone to make a film that good so early on. I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10, maybe 8, if I was being, like, super generous. And I think I would, um, you know, recommend it. You know, if you like stuff like Hereditary, um, it's one of those horror films that I think, you know, a lot of people will like it, will probably get this cult following. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, well, another thing you watched? Um, let, let me just go through the, um, the stuff that I've been watching. Um, uh, okay, so um, I watched uh, a film called uh, Sicario. Yeah. Sicario 2 as well. So those are the things that I've uh, watched. So these films are really good. Um, have you seen them, Tom? I've seen the first one. Uh, the second one's really good. Uh-huh. Um, so... Um, these films are really, really, um, dark and, uh, gritty, um, and, and this is a very different directing style to Dennis, uh, Villeneuve, uh, who does, like, massive sci-fi films like Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, and, and, and he's doing Dune as well, or Dune or Dune, <laughs> so, um, and, and I thought, this is a really uh, different approach, and and it's a bit more realistic, a bit more um, exciting, or a bit a bit dark. But there's really good moments that I really liked, um, especially with um, Ben Ben Benicio. What? How do you say his name? Benicio del Toro. Yeah, Benicio del Toro. He is amazing. This one, he's uh, very very um, different um, because we've seen him in. A little bit of comedic films, but this one is super serious and dark. Um, and uh, and Josh Brolin, yeah, he's great. Uh, I, I I I just can't stop thinking that he's Thanos. <laughs> Josh Brolin, he's because uh, he has that same voice. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, and the second one, very very well done. Uh, different director, but um, I totally recommend it. Ten out of ten. Uh, yeah, Tom. What have you been watching? 
Um, that's what's, that's actually it for me this week. Um, I, I did watch After, but I'm not going to talk about that. It's just a bad film. It's a bad film. What, it's a bad this? film. After. You know After? It's on Netflix. Oh. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I watched it with my girlfriend. It's like a fun thing. It was just made Why us... did you watch it with your girlfriend? Well, we just, we, we, it was bad. We just made us both sad. Um, <laughs> um, really? Come on, man. I'm sorry. I'm watched, really sorry. You could have watched something better. <laughs> I'm sorry. You could have watched... You could have watched. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could have watched a very, very, very funny film. I know, like, I know. Um, we could have watched a better film, but we didn't. Um, but anyway, yeah. Okay, let's get on to some. Um, let's get on to answering those lovely, lovely emails. Um, uh, email time, we. Okay, um, so once again, if you want to get in contact <laughs> with us, outtimefilmpod at gmail dot com or. Um, you can DM us on Twitter or Instagram or just comment on one of our videos. Today we have uh, one email and one um, comment. So we've got an email here from Zane, friend of the show. Um, he says, in other news, Steven Smash Bros is hype, even if I don't play Smash Bros because memes. I agree. I do agree. Memes? I, I agree. I agree. I think, I think I'm super excited. I also don't have... A, you know, a switch to play Smash Bros on, but I'm really excited for Steve in yeah, there. Um, you should get switch, Tom. You should get switch. <laughs> he says, um, "It's a shame the, this amazing podcast started during social distancing. Those damn Skype calls are annoying." I agree. The Skype calls are super annoying. We'll get back in person one day. What? 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 You talking about? The, the the Skype calls. You know, us like talking on Skype. It's an it's annoying, but we'll get back in oh, person one yeah, day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, but the, the good thing is that uh, I bought uh, a really good microphone. Yeah, you've got a microphone. Uh, so when we're back in, we're back in, um, in person, we'll try that out, and we'll be able to have super, super crisp sound. Yeah, you'll hear me in the most um, detailed voice ever. <laughs> um, and he also says the Spider-Man remaster wants makes me want to rip my eyes out. I agree. It looks. I, it, it looks. I, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, it uh, looks good, like, physically, but it's just the fact that it looks so much like Tom Holland, and, and there's supposed to be, like, a guy in his mid-twenties, and he looks, like, six. It, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, uh, any, any questions as well? Uh, um, that. Yeah, no, no questions from, 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 from Zane the Thumbnail Man, uh, but we also have a, um, uh... Uh, a comment on our um, favourite video game podcast from abiz 4 shiz Very nice. Um, and he's given us his top 10 video games. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll call it from number 10. So number 10 is Doom from 1993. I didn't even know there was a Doom from 1993. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, Injustice 2 at number 9. That's cool. Um, I, wanna, I, I do want to read the Injustice graphic novels. I've never played the games, but I want to read those graphic novels, actually. Um, uh, number eight, GTA San Andreas. Um, my dad used yeah, to play that. that's a really good game. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Like, um, number seven, Batman Arkham Asylum. You know, I recently went back on my Arkham Asylum game. I haven't played it since 2017. Can you believe that? 2017? It's been three years since I played Arkham Asylum. That is incredible. Wow, that's incredible. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, number six is Mortal Kombat from 2011. Uh, number five is... Oh, I thought you mean... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a really good game as well. Um, I, I've heard... Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
Sure. Number six, is, no, number five, sorry, is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. Yeah. Um, um, I'll maybe play that, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, number four is Mario Kart DS. Never had Mario Kart on the DS. Wait, what? You had never had Mario Kart DS? I had it on, I had it on the Wii. I had it on the Wii, just never on the DS. I'm sorry, John. You're disappointed in it's me. Because I played, it's because I played Professor Layton, which is much better content. Um, <laughs> You've never played Mario Kart. <laughs> That's a bit more... I've played, hey, played it on the Switch, I've played it on the Wii. That's two out of four. Um, number three is Doom 2016, of course. I've heard so many good things about that game. And let me guess, the number one thing is Doom Eternal. No, you fool. Uh, number two is Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great yeah, game. Actually, Bloody game. great game. Number one, Batman Arkham City. I can't argue with that. It's a great oh. game. It's, oh. a, it's a brilliant game. Yeah, that's a really good taste. Um, yeah, who was the name? Abyss 4Shiz. Amazing. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your great taste in video games. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. If Every... you have any video games or any films to recommend, please comment down. Yeah, yeah, comment down. You know, there's... There's loads, there's loads for us to tell us about. But yeah, see, it's bro. interesting because we've had two comments on that um, on, on, on that video and both people, so both Alex and Abyss 4 shiz has both put Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City on, on their lists. So just a testament to, you know, how good those games are. Yeah. Um, uh, and the podcast is doing well. We got 19 subscribers. Yay. We do. Yeah, that's good. Um, thank you everyone for all that. Uh, thank um, you. um, so yeah, share it to, um, share it to everyone that, you know, um, who are into films or anything like that. So please, if you have, um, anything to share about, just do it. Yeah. If you have, if you, if you have emails, hit us up. We, we enjoy reading them. Um, Okay, so um, without further ado, let's let's end it up. This is another right. this is another quite short um, episode today. Oh. Um, this is yeah. oh, this is our second shortest video so far, but that's cool. That's cool. Oh, that's I feel very, very short. Yeah, it is, but I feel like we, I feel like we've covered um, what uh, covered our grounds well enough. Um, but yeah, um, you know, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed, leave a like, you know, share it. Um, leave an email or a comment or anything like that, or DM us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah. If you wanna, um, if you do wanna contact us, uh, we're at outtimefilmpod at Gmail. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, we are at outtimefilmpod. Um, I'm on Tom the Bodman at Twitter. Uh, I am Comedy John Forty Two on Twitter. And. Yeah, thank you for watching. Hope you are all keeping safe. Uh, here in yes. here in England, we're going to get some more um, lockdown restrictions as of tomorrow. Yes. So, it, so um, please, 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 please be safe. Please wear a mask and wash your hands at all times. Yeah, do do it. To, yeah, constantly wash your hands. Don't never stop washing your hands. Just yeah. at all times. Uh, Just keep on going. Um, keep social distancing. Yes, because you know it might be difficult, but you got to do it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, especially uh, on Friday, uh, there was a girl uh, who sat two seats away from me because there was social distancing. I don't think um, I don't think that was social distancing, John. I just think she was physically repulsed by you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just. Uh, uh, but um, 
she had to go home. Uh, and then the group chat, she said that uh, someone else uh, has the coronavirus and she got it. So, oh, no. Yeah. yeah, so social distance, folks. Um, but yeah, without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week for another video. We don't know what we're going to be talking about yet. Um, yeah. We've got a couple of weeks before we're going to start talking about The Mandalorian. But um, for now, we're going to leave you with a take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye. Arrivederci, arrivederci, arrivederci. That is definitely words that I know.